What in the fuck is really going on out there? Bud's in the basement. <laughs> Welcome to Bud's in the Basement Podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say. And I am back with Bubba the Mouth, who is taking a huge shot of black coffee. I already know what's in there. What is, it is that black cup coffee? Though, what is that cup? But it's you're also holding? pumpkin spice season, and I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> what is that cup, though? What is that cup Thanos. for real? That's Thanos. That is Thanos. Okay. Okay. I, I couldn't see it. You're going too fast. So, you know, Bubba's rocking the Thanos. But welcome to the show, Basement Mafia. Welcome back. It has been quite the couple of weeks, we'll say. Um, anyhow, we're going to bring in the show with some uh, pretty funny shit. Because uh, let's just say this. We did that show, or I did that show with Shane Hazel because Bubba had to work. Boo. But I hope you like the show, Bubba. But anyways... Kind of a funny story. The Shane Hazel show was the third show we recorded this week. <laughs> and what can you say? You're a workaholic, bro. I'm a workaholic, but not not, not to uh, deny the fact that me and Bubba actually recorded a show for the week. And I had to make the executive decision to scrap the show for that week because... You tell him, Bubba, because you're... Because fuck me. Because fuck me. <laughs> because this guy was higher than giraffe ass on edibles and decided to scrap it because he thought he sounded like a space cadet, which mm, I, I, I reeled him in. Folks, you would have appreciated Bubba, Bubba the Fisherman. You would have had to... You reeled me ass. in like five or six times, dude. I was gone. There was no way I could put that in the universe. Absolutely not. I was... Look... We are called buds in the basement for a reason, folks. Uh, always partake with responsibility and know when to stop. And that's what Sean did here, folks. He knew when to stop. Well, the problem was I didn't know when to stop, and I kept going. We recorded a day after that we were supposed to. Here's the story. We recorded a day after we were supposed to. It usually happens on a Saturday. We did it on a Sunday. Now, let me tell you this, guys. Um, I actually text Bubba on Sunday morning saying, hey, are you wanting to do this today or what? Because we both had to work Saturday, whatever, you know, it's, you know, we got to make our money. We got to get, we got to stay busy. So anyhow, <laughs> Sunday came and I text him that and I'm like, rise and shine, Valentine, you ready to do this? I didn't hear anything from Bubba for a while because he works very, very late at night. He's a chef and uh, I sleep hard. I and really and I am not a chef and I'm up very early. So, you know, I text him and then Sunday fun day is a thing in my house. Obviously you see this stuff on socials. Hey, Sunday fun day, blah, blah, blah. I take that to the next level where I get really fucking stoned. I probably have some cocktails and cook a bunch of food on the barbecue. That's what I do on Sundays. But that being said, you know, I sent Bubba to the text. And I went about my business. I'm like, hey, I got to cut my grass. It looks like a fucking jungle out here. It's been raining for two weeks. My grass is long. I got to deal with it. Well, I don't cut my grass without extracurriculars. I might have eaten a gummy or two or three, right? Or five. (laughs) Anywho, long story short, Bubba's like, hey, let's do the show. Well, during the show, my gummies had kicked in. And let's just say I was on another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. (laughs) There's my Beastie Boys homage. Anyhow, um, 
there was a couple times where you were like straight up, yeah, okay, you know, and I was like, oh, I was man. like, okay, let's do this. Long story short, um, I was two stones. We're not ever putting that out in the world unless we're cool enough someday to have a blooper reel. I do have the show still. So I That's mean, a long-ass blooper reel, bro. Yeah, it would be a long-ass blooper reel. One so. show, blooper reel. Yeah, it'd be, it would be, yeah, that would be all it was, is a blooper reel of me being too stoned going off on tangents that had nothing to do with what you were talking about. You know, when you get two stoners in one room <laughs> and the other one identifies that they've had way too much, it was time to scrap. Anyway, folks. But that's my story. But, but check this out. So me and Mrs. Buds had recorded a show after ours to make me feel better about life, which you could totally tell was thrown together, you know. And But we were going to put it out there. It was scheduled. It was scheduled to go out. And all of a sudden, I get a message on Twitter from Shane Hazel, man. Says, hey, let's do it on Thursday. It was Tuesday. Or no, I'm sorry, it was Wednesday. He said, let's do it on Thursday. I'm like, bet, let's do it. I call Bubba. I'm like, hey, man, we got Shane Hazel. Let's do this. But you tell him the bad news. Unfortunately, I decided to pull a double. Why? Because <laughs> of the money. No, I know, man. I'm just fucking with you. But here's the thing. Shit happens like that, folks. It's a go fucking figure moment. It is I'm pretty sure we've figure. all been there. I'd be like, oh, of course you would want to on this one time that I had to do something. Holy fuck. Just my luck. But hey, you know what? It was a great show. I fucking love what y'all did. Hopefully I'm a part of the next one. No, no. Shane's going to be on again, for sure. Absolutely he's going to be on. It was so much fun. It was a great conversation. I need to have more conversations with him just because he's so good at explaining things like, I was so happy we finally got to talk about decentralization on the show. I mean, I brought it up quite a few times, but can never articulately put it out there in the world like he did. So I'm very happy we got to do that. It was amazing um, and very humbling at that, you know. And that's something I want to talk about is uh, um, being humble and being humbled. Because in the last few weeks, um, we've had some people on the show that me personally and Bubba actually really look up to and that's a very humbling experience when you reach out to somebody and they're like hey we're a newer show you know we're just underground basement show would you like to come on our little underground basement show you know yeah it's pretty much like me and you are wayne's world and we have these awesome people that are in that same realm but we feel like we're not worthy but we are yeah and it's and so that was it's very humbling to have things like that happen. I'm so very humbled by it because, you know, a lot of us, no matter what, where we are in life and what we're doing, a lot of us can be like very proud per se. And there's nothing wrong with being proud. Honestly, if you're proud, that's great. As long as you're not using your proudness to be uh, malicious, it's an amazing thing, you know? And, and, and so I'm very proud of this show and what we've done and just, and just a little bit of time. I mean, we've only been out here for like a half a year. And, uh, by the way, folks, uh, we have surpassed 
the 3000 play mark on buds in the basement, which is amazing. That is also very humbling on my end. The hair on my arms is standing up right now. Seriously. Just thinking about that. Oh man, you should see the ones on my ass crack. <laughs> Bubba the mouth. There he is, but no man. How awesome. <laughs> how awesome is that? Like, dude, it's so awesome. Like, seriously, I was like, when you told me that, I was like, that's how many people listen to our shit? Wow, that's amazing. Like 3,000 plays. I don't know if it's actually 3,000 people, but we've had 3,000 plays, plays between Anchor 3, and times. YouTube. I think we're about 2,900 on Anchor and then with the YouTubes, which has grown a lot more. Um, yep. You know, with the Anchor and YouTube, it's it's, it's over 3,000. It's very humbling that you guys have listened to the show that much. Um when you do stuff, something like this, you never know what the crowd's response is going to be. You don't know what kind of love or hate you're going to get. Let me just say this. There is much more love than there are haters when it comes to this show. Um, and, and I love you guys and, and Bubba loves you guys. And it's very humbling that you guys, <laughs> I know. Fuck you too, man. <laughs> love you. But uh, no, seriously though, man, it, it's very humbling that, you folks take time out of your day to listen to our show because that is amazing. Cause we're just a couple of guys who want to get some cool information out there really. And have a little fun with this too. Like this, I'm having the time of my life really doing this shit. Really? I mean, this is what we went to school for brother. We went to specs, Howard school of broadcast arch, which dude, rest in peace, rest in peace, specs, Howard. Wow. That's very sad. But he had a great life. He was 96 when he passed. He lived a, like, seriously, just to break into 90s, let alone be 96. You could only pray, beg, what barter, whatever, to be that age and live. He lived a full life. Obviously, he was happy because he, he had a school that created a lot of, awesomeness overall a lot of um, a lot of talent um on tv and so radio came out came of that school out of those doors um we're one of them yeah i mean we're, we're some of those we're, we're very talented folks i know that we're doing underground but uh we we're, we're we've been part of something very special um dude specs so. howard school of broadcast arts is one of the best media schools in the nation by far like it you really have people is. that go to college and do an actual uh communications degree and then they go to specs howard to finally tune what they're doing and then they go out into the world um that's how big deal specs howard is i mean don't get me wrong you have a lot of folks they can go out straight out of high school going to specs howard and boom be, be a success story um uh, so rest in peace specs howard Thanks yeah, for uh, thanks for the foundation that you built for us. It's been great. I mean, locally, I mean, just think about like Huel Perkins went to Specs Howard. I remember meeting Huel uh, Perkins at Specs Howard when we were going to school there. He came through and talked to us. Do you remember that? I mean, that was I awesome. remember seeing Huel Perkins. I was like, "You're Huel Perkins." He goes, "I am," and you are. I'm like, "Joe Harris, nice to meet you." And I was just like star shocked. I was like, "Hi." You, you know, and screaming Scott Randall from WRIF. I mean, that was, you know, he was a Specs grad. There's a lot of Specs grads out there all over the world. Like when I was talking to Shane Hazel, I talked about my, my girl Jess from Kicks 99 in Augusta. She's She was talent here before she moved down there. She did the, the country station down or here. 
I shouldn't say down here because we're up here. We're 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 northern Yankees, yo. But uh but no, she's out there. We have we have multiple people from from class that we went to you know to school with that have made it in the industry and it's very cool to see that. But no, that that uh Specs Howard, man, rest in peace. You know, that foundation that you laid was great and and people are still flourishing coming out of that school. But now let's let's go into the asset thing for this week because you know we got to talk about the assets. But you guys, we're not going to talk too much about them because we're gonna we're gonna not do the politic thing as much moving forward, especially after midterms. Let's have some fun with this show. You know what I'm saying? But Good let, luck, Buttercup. <laughs> that's all it's gonna be. Really. I do. But they give us something to bitch about every show. week. We are going to find other things to talk about because honestly i'm getting tired of it's the same shit that i see in the media from all my sources too and it's just looking worse and worse and worse and i feel like it's beating not only on our listeners psyche our own psyche um yes like there are more things going on than just bullshit from the puppet masters shall i say of what they're trying to do to us citizens like it's fall people it's my favorite time of year i love here here in michigan i love it when the colors change i love going on a nice big drive up north all the way to the up and take my happy ass slow ass all the way back down here to the detroit area i like to take pictures of things i like to see things i like to stop at cider mills oh my god cider mills big deal here in michigan really huge deal because when i was living in colorado i was like hey where's the cider mills at because you know it was fall it'd be like huh what i was like you know cider mills fall pumpkin patches well we have a couple pumpkin patches i'm like okay that's some bullshit bro (laughs) and the cinnamon donuts you can't forget about the cinnamon cinnamon donuts donuts. dude cider and cinnamon donuts certain spots though they'll do the apple uh cider slushy with soft serve ice cream in it that's pretty good treat that right there. That sounds like sexy town, really. And does. then you have Blake's doing hard cider now. Wow, dude. dude Blake's hard stuff. cider. Let me just put this out there. Me and Mrs. Buds actually really enjoy a lot of the Blake's stuff. Um, they are cider mill in Michigan, in the country, in Armada, in the Thumb area, you know, if you if you know about the Mitten State. Um, <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, they have a really good thing going on. Not only is their apple orchard amazing, um, they started dabbling in uh, making booze, making cider cocktails and whatnot, that, and they've decided to can it. They have multiple different flavors. Some of them are bomb. Some of them not so much. Uh, some of them can be really bad gut rot. To it's be a nice honest. experience, though. Like, you could actually, like, hang out with a bunch of friends, get a bunch of random Blake ciders or whatever yes. they've made. You can do little f- tasting flights amongst friends, have a decent cookout, a nice time at home. You could, It's a nice way of being a, a host of a party. Uh, another thing that I really, really love about this time of year is uh, Oktoberfest. It kicks off the fall season. Mm-hmm. One huge one is here in Michigan, Frankenmuth, Michigan. It's like a little German town. It's all the Lederhosen comes out. You have all the good beer tents. And not to mention Zender's fried chicken. Everybody loves going to Zender's, man. Getting that fried chicken, mashed potatoes after you're all nice and drunk, having a good time. That's and just I usually, like crack cocaine, bro. It's it so good. Cocaine. It's so and good. Not to saying that I'm uh, not saying that I'm uh that crack cocaine and stuff is good, but it's that addicting. It's that good. It's, yeah. it's amazing. 
Jugs are bad in Faye. Jugs are bad. Fried chicken is Bubba the Mouse favorite. Anyway. Oh, mine too. (laughs) I'm usually walking around with a boot of beer, a huge fucking boot of beer too, man. So I really fucking love Oktoberfest. And I'm an Irish guy. Do you lick the boot? Fuck you, homie. (laughs) 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 You ain't going to get me out of that shit. Fuck you, boot lickers. Love you long time, man. But let's Love get, you let... long time. And then also bonfires, football season. Michigan played yesterday. They dominated uh, Colorado State. I mean, fifty-one to seven. That game what actually got boring game? to watch because it was so it was lopsided. A look, look, look. When it comes to Michigan football, mostly in any like big school, like you got Alabama's. Georgia played. Uh, Georgia played Oregon and Molly whopped their ass, dude. I know. Georgia I was number was... three and Oregon's eleven. I thought that was going to be a good game. No. And that was a mollywop. I was like, nah. I turned that Ohio off about a little Dame. over half through, that too. because <laughs> Ohio State and Notre Dame was a nice close game for a while. But in the beginning of the season, normally, for big teams, they play cupcakes. Oh, and no, I mean, it's a gravy train the first three games. Cupcakes. It's terrible. Like Michigan, they played Colorado State. Now, upcoming, they have Hawaii. Great. And then they have UConn. Now, UConn, good basketball school. Football school, eh, they suck. So it's usually a setup for the team to get, big, you know, all the confidence built in the world. Uh, mind you, Michigan State played Western and almost lost. I mean, they times. won like, what? what is it, 35-14 or 35 Yeah, 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 but throughout like the game, Western literally shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Western had opportunity to take the lead by double by, by double scores, um, and then also what's going on this year uh, is, is my favorite thing. But however, the WWE is more believable. The NFL finally kicking off on September uh, this Thursday coming up, which will be oh, the you're... day after this show will be out the day after this Thursday. But we get Matt Stafford for the first fucking game of the season. How dope nope. is that? Nope. Oh wait. For the first game of the season, I thought you were talking about his Lions fans. First game of the season on TV, Matt yeah. Stafford, Tom Brady, man. Yeah, should be pretty fucking cool. Wait, no. Or no, the they're Bills. not playing Tampa. It's the Bills. They're, it's the Bills. they're playing Buffalo, yeah, the Rams and the which Bills. I have a huge decision to make in my fantasy league because do I want to start Matt Stafford against the Bills or do I want to start Tom Brady against Miami? And I'm leaning towards uh, the Tom Brady thing just because Miami sucks. Miami's defense might suck. Miami's offense is looking pretty fucking good. Um, but who's going to put up more points for me on fantasy? I'm thinking personally. Tom Brady. I mean, Stafford had some issues with the shoulder. I wouldn't play him. That's what I'm thinking too. By the way, y'all, I, I we... think I honestly oh. think the Bills are going to fucking kill the Rams. That's my my opinion. Well, you're a Bills mafia guy too. I know you are. I have the attitude for it. You do. <laughs> you have an attitude, never. Never, Never, motherfucker. But no, football season is starting, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily excited about the weather that comes with it. Here in the Midwest is not a good time during the fall and. Uh, oh, you're times. a giant pussy. I love this weather. Oh wait, that's right. I'm fat. You're not. I, I am fat. Are you I kidding can, me? The I, doctor told me I was fat and I need to lose okay. weight. Folks, if we <laughs> we <laughs> stood next to each other, you'd be like, oh, man, Sean's in super shape compared to this fat fuck. That's what y'all would say to me. You all know what, man? Good. Ever since yeah. I got my cholesterol thing and my numbers or whatever, I've been eating yeah. salad every day for lunch. 
every single day I do a chicken salad for lunch. I, you know, for a while there, Mrs. Buds was making it like for me. Like chicken salad as in the mayonnaise-based chicken salad with chicken? Are you talking about a salad with lettuce and vegetables? With like lettuce and, and uh, my homegrown cherry tomatoes. I don't hear about your homegrown. You already smoked your homegrown, bro. No, no more homegrown before shows. I learned a lesson last week. Holy <laughs> shit. I swear to God, guys, you will laugh your ass off at some point when I ever decide to release the tapes of Bubba's show and I and Bubba and I show. Like, whoa. But anyways. Sean got to do three shows. Bubba got snubbed. Fuck this guy. Oh my god! It wasn't even <laughs> like that, man. Do you want me to put that out in the universe? That I'm I was... sorry. That's the basic bitch pumpkin spice that I'm tasting. <laughs> it's out of here now. You sound like a Democrat. Knock it off. Whoa, whoa! I don't swear at you. <laughs> anyway, I want to Spe- go ahead and I want to jump into something. Okay, Let's jump so... in. Citizens of Colorado and California, or should we say California and Camirado, as I'm calling it, uh, digital thermostats have been locked out. If, you, if you're on the digital system there, you know, to control everything in your house, it's been locked out because heat advisories. You should not be running your air conditioner because you're overloading the system. That's what green energy looks like, folks. So you could be hot as fuck, sweltering heat. That's like green energy. Dying oh, and then whatever. Also, and then also you're being trimmed on your energy usage, such as you're charging your, uh, what, now new electric cars, folks. Your $60,000 EV, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're trying to charge your EVs, but you have no power, and you have very minimal use on your EV. Now then your EV can be pinged and be told you've already driven enough miles today. Do you see where we're going with this people? I mean, this is not good at all. Smells, Smells like, like communism to me. And 1984. Oh yeah, make Orwell fiction again, please, but no. That smells like communism to me when when somebody can uh control your regulations of the temperature of your own home. Whoa, guys, that's a, uh, that's pretty serious. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it to you. Really? Like now, that's serious. That's your own home. You pay those bills. You pay yeah. those taxes in your own home. You pay for your heat and your electricity and your fucking heating and cooling or whatever it may be. Right. And they're literally turning it off on you in your own house that you pay taxes on folks. Tell me this is not going somewhere very bad, please. I got a question. Okay. So sounds like I'm pouncing on a certain side anymore Uh, again. So hear me out. One side of the ball wants so much government, so much control of what they can do. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. But now they're bitching about being controlled, but they're not leaving that area. Right. Or voting those people who create the control out. They're not even trying. They're still licking their boots. It's fucking crazy. Like, what? what's the fascination, folks? I mean, we here on the show, we want people of different uh, opinion. I want it. Sean wants it. We all want it. Bring it's it. not for conflict. It's for conversations. We're not yelling. When we had Taylor on there, we were not going to yell over her. We were going to accept anything she said. And then also she thought that we were going to get her in the gotcha moments, which we never intended. Folks, if you're 
on the blue side, the left side, the whatever side that's not here in the middle, we want to hear from you, okay? What is the huge deal about wanting the government to control everything you do? Including your heating and cooling. I mean, this is where we're headed, folks. Is it parent separation anxiety you didn't want to leave the nest your parents died at home so now you live all by yourself and you miss a parent figure telling you what to do all the time is that it folks were you always bullied over and over and over again and the only ones that stuck up for you was a higher authority such as a government official and or a police officer because unfortunately folks on that side want to take your guns take your rights and want nothing to do with quote-unquote toxic masculinity unless it's being attacked on them. And then they want somebody with toxic masculinity to take care of that problem for them. Y'all know what? You just touched on something that's been bothering I me touched for a on long a lot time. Of things right there. You did touch on a lot of things. But what, the one thing that you touched on that's been bothering me for a long time is the whole toxic masculinity thing. And there's nothing wrong with being a masculine man. Not at all. And a masculine man, a real masculine man, a proper masculine man is not a man that's going to say women should be in the fucking kitchen cooking and doing dishes and doing and downstairs in the basement doing the fucking laundry. That is not a, what a masculine man is. A masculine man is somebody who is going to protect you, take charge of a situation that might be a little out of control, Right. A masculine man is going to go to work every day and provide for his lady. I'm a very masculine man. I am proud to be a masculine man. Do I have feelings? Yes. Have they ever been hurt? Many times. But I'm a masculine man because I will go out there and provide for my wife every single day, go to work, take the shots that life gives me so she doesn't have to. And I'm not saying that I want her in the fucking kitchen cooking and cleaning. Mind you, I don't mind her cooking. Mrs. Buds is a fantastic cook. That's why I'm kind of fat these days. Honestly, I was pretty skinny when her and I met. Um, But no, seriously though, a masculine man is somebody that will stick up for you in times of need. A masculine man is somebody who will provide for you when you need it. A masculine man is somebody who will stick up for everyone around them no matter what okay a masculine man is not fucking hitting a woman that's a bitch let me tell you that right now if you're hitting a girl you're a fucking bitch that's what you are that is not a masculine man if you believe that women should be fucking cooking your dinners and washing your clothes you are not a masculine man you are a sack of shit okay Let me put that out there. A masculine man is a provider. A masculine man is going to be strong for the people around them. And that is it. The fact that masculinity has been brought down to a level that it's been toxic is disgusting. I'm masculine. You're masculine. Most of our men listeners are probably masculine men. What I try to bring up more often is the old school gentleman thing. Look good. You know, look good, smell good, hold open, hold be open doors. Polite yes. And be a complete fucking savage when you need to be. You need to be able to be a fucking lunatic and be able to hold on to that energy and wait to release it when it's necessary in a bad situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should be a fucking wild man, tamed. 
A man should be a That's warrior. Should be. A man should exactly. be a warrior. That's exactly. what it is. And all of a sudden, it's shamed. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's the younger generation on one certain side. I know. I'm dogpiling. It is what it is. But you got a lot of people don't see it. You guys, this is what I do almost for a living is this media shit. And that's what it's continuously regurgitated. And it's trickled down from Gen X who cried and didn't get their way on one side, then millennials, and now it's Gen Z. So it's a, it's the shit keeps rolling downhill and becomes worse and worse. So quit demonizing men. Or masculine men at at that. Like, make men masculine again. Okay. We can't have a... Go for it. I I have a huge thing. I can... A huge example right here. Okay. So, on TikTok, you have... You could type in, men ain't shit. On TikTok, in the search bar. (laughs) And you will get an ample amount of videos. Men ain't shit. Men ain't shit. Now, women ain't shit. Doesn't exist. But why do we even have to have that out there? Just because there's a man ain't shit thing out there, why does there have to be a women ain't shit thing out there? You know what I mean? Why does there have to be? Yeah. Equal rights, equal fights. I'm sorry, folks. Because why is it that if a woman cannot provide for her child, the state will pay for it? But if a man can't provide for his child, motherfucker goes to jail. There's a lot to be said about that, and I don't know enough about that to really touch on it. I'm not a I dad. Say that I'm not in the child in, support system. You know what I mean? I don't know. So please explain where you're, where you're going with this that. Is, this is my thing. I'm on the opposite side, folks, of a previous marriage and relationship. My kids live with me because the other side is unfit. The other side lies, cheats, and steals to get all government assistance, counting my children. They live with me. They go through my school districts. They're with me five days a week and they ask me questions. Do I have to go over there? So this notion of women can do no wrong with kids when, you know, when sharing children is fucked up. Fathers have rights too, folks. We're not always the slime balls, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and bounce back to this thermostat thing. I think it's fucked up. I don't think, especially when you're paying the bill for, for air conditioning on the on the regular. You're, or you're paying, paying for it. It's, you're paying it's a, for service a service rendered. But that's the government tying in. This is what happens, folks. So this is this is this is the way we're going because then also we're talking about digital currency, folks. Here in the future, like we're talking about no dollars. Starbucks has already started not accepting money. Cash. Oh, a lot, a lot of places have stopped the the cash thing, which is extremely scary, really. Um, you know, cash is supposed to be king, but it always will be in my book. But because because we were taken off the gold standard, um, really in theory, the cash really has no place in this society because we're not a part of that standard anymore. We're a part of the Federal Reserve which continuously prints money like it's going out like it's going out of style with no remorse or care about it and let's just let me just uh go somewhere real quick with that uh the Biden administration's about to send uh, 13.7 billion dollars back to Ukraine now we're not going to beat this like a dead horse because we've we've talked about this a thousand times 
you know, and, and how bad government spending is. I think you guys get the idea if you've been listening, but I mean, when is it going to, when is it going to stop? When is it going to be a point where the people stand up and start writing their congressmen and writing their senators and writing the president of the United States saying, Hey, this is our money you're sending over there for whatever the reason we don't know anymore why they're sending it there. But obviously they have a stronghold over us. If we just continuously keep sending them more fucking money and more fucking money and more fucking money. Quick take. This administration administration sending all that money to Ukraine has made me cheer for the Russian side. I'll never cheer for war. I'll never cheer for that. You know what I'm saying though? I mean, I get it. And, and I get that Russia actually has a legitimate beef, you know, they just don't have their their way of going about it could have been done a lot different than what they're doing. It's sad. Actually, the way to go about this was be to mind our own fucking business personally. Absolutely. Um, why does it have to be our business? Between them. Because Sorry. we have some kind of dealings with Ukraine. That's why. What, what is going on between the Biden administration who has ties to Ukraine because of who fucking put Zelensky in place back in 2014. But I'm not the only one saying fuck Ukraine. Now, I shouldn't really say I'm cheering for one side of a war or anything. I could care less about Russia to begin with. Ukraine has officially has a lot of citizens saying fuck Ukraine, fuck this war. You're fucking our society up here stateside. Well, it's a proxy war. You know, is is, is what it's it a is. pseudo war. It was fucking man made. It was it it was it was fucking handwritten. Hey, we should do this. It's not a real fucking war, man. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do. I with know, us. and which is makes it even They're worse. Not even NATO that we've sent like what sixty billion dollars over there now. No more than that. We've sent we way have more. Sent than our great great grandchildren's bullshit uh, future over to Ukraine for for something. I don't know. It's been way more than sixty billion. I'm sorry, guys. I fucked up. I'd rather that. deal with weapons of mass destruction theories again than deal with this Ukraine shit. I'd rather not deal with any of it. I'm so sick and tired of war. I'm sick and tired of sending our fucking. Well, war is a business. War is a business for who? Not us. No, for the government. War is a business. Yeah, because all their military industrial complex people fucking get a bunch of money and they get kickbacks for it. It's disgusting. War is truly disgusting. Not only is war hell, but it's it's truly something that is very unnecessary. They don't have to do this. They don't have to do this and kill, you know, millions of fucking innocent people and send our people over there to fucking die. For what? Why are we doing this? To protect our politicians and their investments? Fuck that. Absolutely not. I'm so sick of war. They've been protecting their investments since the Gulf War. Dude, they've been protecting their investments longer than that, man. The Gulf War is just when people started opening their eyes. Honestly. You know, it's, it's really fucked up. But let's talk about something else when it comes to these assets because, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse too much, but that Biden speech was fucking, uh... Adolf Biden. Wow. Big fucking show. Way to demonize almost 75 million citizens saying that they are the terrorist threat to America. Now, I know he was saying MAGA Republicans. Here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. You have your vote blue for no matter who, and I'm pretty sure those MAGA Republicans had regular fucking Republicans in there. Check it out. You demonized... 
75 million citizens. And then you had your press secretary do the exact same fucking thing. She's disgusting. I don't even bother with watching her. Give nonsense. me Raggedy Ann back. Seriously. I want to circle back. Let's, uh, let, let, let's circle back to Jen Psaki because uh, she was much better than this broad. Holy shit, dude. But this that was broad. just the ploy. They were pandering votes when they fucking switched her out. Jen Psaki's got to be pissed that she got fucking ousted like that. You know? Oh, but this is what yeah. the Democrats do. Look what they did to Bernie Sanders. They don't give a fuck. And now MSNBC has stated that that Adolf Biden speech has kicked off a civil war. They've said it on air, on air TV. They have stated this. First, it off, has kicked off a civil war. First off, now if MSNBC, hope. who is also a talking pup component of the Democratic Party, stating that we're at a civil war. Folks, it, it, we're out there. We're, it's official. We're not might be grabbing guns and going on a battlefield, but we're fighting on these things. Smartphones. <laughs> Here's the catch, man. Um, There's no catch. It's all drop. <laughs> it's it's bait and switch. Um, a lot of this is it's midterm season, but let me start by saying this. Red was an absolute bad background for that whole fucking speech. I don't know what they were thinking by going with that, but... Uh, there's a reason why everybody's saying that it was very Hitler-esque and or um, very dictator-ish with the uh, armed guards okay. all around them with the red background. I mean, you yep. go back in history, I mean, look what Adolf Hitler was doing. Hence your Adolf If I were Biden those Marines comment. in the backdrop, I would quit. I would <laughs> I would go AWOL. I would I'd be like, I, I am done. I am done. Folks, I am fucking mad I serve this country. Because this shit is fucking apparent now. Um, now that speech with the red colors and everything, if you've ever seen uh, V for Vendetta. <laughs> or an old Adolf with, Hitler fucking speech. Or any Adolf Hitler speech or Hunger Games or any dick, dictator type of speech. folks. Do Totalitarian you dictator bullshit. When Trump is in office, you fuckers were afraid of a dictator and he was far from being a dictator. Now you have a dictator now that you're fucking defending it. Full circle. Um, Full circle. Full circle, folks. I always called Trump a monarch. He was more like somebody who wanted to be the king and Biden was more of the communist. He was a populist. He was a fucking populist. He was a a fucked up version of Teddy Roosevelt, in my, in my opinion. I thought Trump was uh, more of a nationalist than anything, but I mean, here am I. Like, I voted for him in 2016, so who am I, I to say anything? I didn't know fucking I didn't better. I, didn't well, I mean, I knew better, I but I didn't. I care for him. I wish he stayed off of Twitter, but I'm sorry. He ran the country fucking perfect, damn near perfect. I'm sorry. Fuck you guys. Uh, I'm happy he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord because we spent the most money and we uh, attributed to lesser uh, emissions than any other fucking country. Um, that that was fucking crazy. Uh, he fucking helped out people getting out of prisons, especially African-Americans on, on the simple, stupid fucking charges. He fucking did that. Gave money to HBCUs more than any other fucking president, though Everybody was blaming him for ICE and everything. Obama fucking deported more people than any fucking president. 
completely fucking do uh, media had to fucking bring him down. Nobody wanted him. So I think it's 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 all smoke and mirrors with a lot of shit. But as far as everybody, everybody hates Trump and they don't know why. Because the media fucking told them. Well, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like the media, I mean, slaughtered Trump. That's what they did. And and the people Trump's a racist. It. What did he say that was racist? Well, I mean, he said some fucked up shit on Twitter, dog. All right, all right, time out, time out. What did he say that was fucked up? Give me off top. Rip, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I really I'm not defending. Come up with I'm anything. not defending Trump at all. No, but, but off the, I would have to look people, it up actually. But I know there were some mm, things that you he see, said. That's that's my thing. That's my fucking thing. You ask somebody what was fucked up about Trump. Oh, all the shit that he said on Twitter. What exactly? You should know exactly what he said that was fucked up, and nobody can fucking recite it. Dude, I could totally go back I'm and look. That is what I'm fucking tired about with fucking politics in here in America. You're fucking pissed off, and you don't know why. I'm not saying you, Sean, but I'm saying. Oh no, I know what you're saying. But I just, I would have to go back and actually look exactly. at what he you would said. Have to go back. You, I, if you were, but I remember knowing you and telling myself. I remember that telling myself like, "Ooh, that was he probably shouldn't have said that." There was many times where I was like. Uh, he probably shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? But I can't really think. Of, it's been so long. Here's the thing. I'll go back to the. I'll go back to him saying there were fine people in Charlottesville. Yep, red flag. Now, continuously watch the full clip of him, uh, de- uh what he not demonizing, but saying that everything was bad equally. Now that part, that clip is fucking always deleted and taken out of text because he said. There shouldn't have been racists there. Racists are bad. He does not like... He is, he is uh, disavowed or devout or whatever the fuck... You know what I'm saying about racism. How many times does somebody got to be called a racist and he and he says that he uh, is he hates the KKK, he hates uh, white supremacy. Like, he was... Continuously attacked on the same fucking points over and over and over again with zero fucking proof. I mean, I get and that. it was all wild conspiracy. The thing is, like, and I shouldn't say that. I let me reel something back real quick. Um, What's up? What you reeling? Well, no, because I there was when I said there was times that he said things where I was like, oh man, he shouldn't have said that. You can say whatever the fuck you want, actually, and that's what free speech is all about. I don't now look, he like, said like, some he things that were like, oh. Shouldn't have said that, but it's a third world, and I do understand. But, but there, you know, for me to try to think about what he said, you know, he's been gone for two and a half years, and I'm one of those people who can move on from that. I don't want Trump to be president. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. You're one of those what? I'm one of those people who can just move on from Trump. I'm over it. I don't want to hear this shit anymore. I'm tired of it. I don't want him to be fucking president. You know what I mean? I don't want him to be demonized the way he is but did he say some fucked up shit on twitter absolutely could i quote things right now no because i've moved on from that but i do remember telling myself oh man that's a little rough now i let me but like i said let me take back that what i said like he shouldn't have said that you can say whatever the fuck you want no matter what this is free speech y'all pretty much what you mean by that is you're the president of the united states we're used to presidents being a little modest and not being over the top when talking about something. And also, I'm sorry, we've never really, until recent, we've really never had a president being vocal by themselves on a media platform other than the fucking TV and prompter. 
Actually, bro, until late Obama. There's Obama, something I Obama. do remember. There's something I do remember that that festered really wrong with me when this motherfucker was like, "These are all MS-13 fucking members coming across the border from down south." Now, for me, somebody who's got a shit ton of friends from Central and South America because I worked in the service industry for almost 20 years, right? I know that's bullshit. Most people that are coming across the border are just coming here for a better fucking way of life. Now, I can combat combat that because taken out of context, he wasn't saying all of them. He was just talking abroad of how folks crossing the border, they're not always bringing their best Where's the lie, dude? But the way the way he came across when he said it was that's because the people were the, because people hated him because people hated him off rip. When you hate somebody, you absolutely fucking hate somebody, and they open their mouth. You're expecting defense first. You're expensive, expecting to be defensive off rip. Not everybody can just hear somebody out. But because he was already villainized, anything he said, he could have said the sky was yellow and people would fucking get mad at him. Well, I mean, everybody got mad at him for everything because of the media slaughtering him. And they like, the media fucking the slaughtered him. I, I understand that. But, he... but when children, what he was talking about was when people are crossing the border. Now this isn't crossing the border through going through the fucking main gates and main ports. We're talking about go ahead, hopping over fucking invisible lines. Cause I'm sorry. That's why I still call borders folks. They're invisible lines. Where exactly do you draw the line at on, on a map? I'm always fucking confused. That shit makes no sense to me. But anyway, you do have people, yes, coyotes. When Trump was talking about coyotes, now this is on fucking uh, YouTube and everything. You can watch it. The the fucking Democrat side melted down, and they were thought thinking of actual dogs, actual fucking, or like wild E coyotes. Coyote is somebody who takes you now, I might not be putting the twang on it, but it's coyote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Coyote. But anyway, they fucking take people back and forth across the invisible line that I like to call the border. Now, yes, women are raped. Yes, children are abused and left for dead in the fucking desert. And yes, those people who pay those coyotes thousands of dollars just to escort them across an invisible line. Now, when Trump said that... The left media fucking melted down calling him an idiot when in fact this fucking shit happens because you could watch any fucking Breaking Bad had coyotes fucking cartoons. What was what was that one cartoon where it's like Cali, Mexico or whatever. And the and the coyote guy was like playing a back and forth with the, the border guy. Oh, God, it was uh, it was on Fox, uh, Fox after family uh, family guy. But anyway, they all called him a fucking idiot. And it was, it's all facts that coyotes, sir, I don't know if all of them do or not, they take advantage of people who want to come here for a better life. So when the media doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about and then demonizing the great Cheeto, it's, it's great comedy on my side. I just, you know. Now, I'm not saying everybody who, I'm not going to say illegally immigrates, but gets over here is a bad person. No. Like you said, me and you, we work, our, our, in, our industries that we work at, yeah, definitely Latino. Even How in the trades learned- that I'm in right now, like, we are desperate for help right now. 
And do you know how many people are locked in fucking cages right now at the fucking border that I would love to have come fucking work for me or any other fucking person that needs help right now in the trades to come to work? Let them over here and fucking let them work because that's what they want to do. locked up in cages Uh, even though we're in a different administration now. American fucking people do not want to work. So I will gladly take somebody who's coming across the border who wants to bust their ass and make a better life for themselves and their family. I would gladly take that. I, I am not a big fan of closed borders. I am. I'm not a huge fan of open borders, you know, but as a libertarian, I don't believe in closed borders per se. It's like, we understand the rule of law, but also we understand a calm bullshit out too. Like borders, I understand there's a border there. I understand it's two different countries, but come on, man. Let them, let them come on up. Dude, you and I are Caucasian males, right? I'm white. I don't use white, Caucasian, Caucasian whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to fuck PC. Yeah, we're white males. Okay. I'm a white guy. I'm a white guy. I'm a middle-aged white man. Our fucking families, our ancestors were a bunch of fucking border jumpers who fucking made a life here and got us in here and that's why we're here today if you are I mean, a white person you are your family are border jumpers i don't know yeah. what else to tell you and if you fucking hate immigrants you hate your family because your family was once immigrants that brought you here now should there be a process you know you can't go anywhere else in the world obviously and be an immigrant and blah 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 and just jump borders there obviously should be some kind of something but to keep people in cages down there is absolutely fucking ridiculous. They're not I do think fucking it's criminals. Up that we can't like. There's been times where I'm like, "Fuck this country, I'm going, I'm leaving," and I nine times out of ten say, "I'm never going to Canada because I can't fucking deal with Trudeau." Um, I would love to fucking flee to Mexico, but here's the thing: I can't buy land. <laughs> I can't get on a welfare system. I can't. There's so many things I can't do. Because unless I make an X amount of money that the government of Mexico will benefit from, I will not be a landowner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And then also, that's another thing. If we go to other countries, they're not going to put us on their welfare systems at all. You better be able to, you know, either have somebody. You got to provide for yourself, period. You got to provide for yourself or find somebody with a big heart that's willing to feed you, clothe you, whatever. Um, But here in America... You got to understand, the one thing I am pissed about is we have a oversized welcome mat that offers so many things. And we wonder why we don't have enough money for universal health care, enough money uh, for basic income. Um, great. There are great. Like, I know I know UBI. I mean, I've said I said it failed during the stimulus check thing. Uh, UBI, universal basic income, pretty much folks, everybody starts out with a X amount of money. And then you just, it's kind of like playing monopoly at the, at the end of every month, you try to either increase or you're going to decrease. Um, so when they gave us those, those, uh, what do you call it? Stimulus checks, uh, exactly what I thought was going to happen. People spent it on, uh, bullshit, not necessities. And it was spent on bullshit. So I, I called that out. Now, thank God I have a pension. So um, unfortunately, I was at times on that non-essential one. I uh, decided to have a good time during bad moments because I'm a chef. Restaurants were closed. I did a lot of uh, uh, Grubhub is, you know, supplemental income, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I fucking made bank. Uh, I appreciate everybody who ordered food. 
because nobody wanted to pick it up and drop it off, and right. I made bank. But anyway, there was many times where that entire paycheck went to complete fun. So with that being said, UBI failed. I would love for UBI to happen, but um, in order for that to happen, we would have to free up so many programs that really make no sense or maybe stop sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. And we could actually tackle these problems here in America and help out our fellow man. I mean, we could um, do things on a val- voluntary basis, though, and that's a little bit what you know Shane Hazel was talking about when you we were on the show. Like, you know, if you open up charity again, you stop extorting money from the people, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is this is the one thing about uh, libertarianism that's great. You stop extorting money from the people, a la taxes. Which could you imagine what you could do with a hundred percent of your pay? You know what I mean? That's a big deal. Wow, no taxes. Oh, and I love how people are, well, how roads are going to get done. I'm sorry, uh, before the system, the IRS happened and, you know, the system with all the tax money, uh, roads were taken care of. People were fixing shit. People were building shit out of their own pockets. Yes. So, you know, but, It can't happen. Go anarchy. That's what we want. No, um, but no, a, a, but a voluntary system would be amazing because, it you will. know, knowing that taxation is extortion and getting the right people in the office to abolish taxes, you know, you open up a big, big uh, avenue for charity. And people are very charitable. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, just with the little bit of shit that we did with our food drive and stuff, you know, that's charity. And imagine if people had 100% of their income to donate a little more to charity, and the charity money could really just pay for things. Are you I mean, trying to put the human human back in humane? Well, yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you, man? I mean, but it's hard good. for people to be charitable when half their income is extorted from them all the time, every oh, year. Is. I mean, it's it crazy. Uh, but like, we could thing... have a roads through charity. We could have, you know, not. I don't want to say schools through charity, but like charitable donations go very far, especially when people have the money. To do such I know, as things. far as schools, I'm always promoting people to skip count day, make sure they never fucking get their numbers, and uh, promote uh, homeschooling and uh, teachers who need to make their bread that they deserve. You know, have make sure communities have pods. That's what I support. Uh, yeah. Oh, community pods would be huge. And and just to throw a number out there, uh, I read somewhere. I believe it was something that Corey DeAngelis posted. I might be wrong, but somebody on those lines that's really into the school of choice thing right now is uh, 2 million less children are enrolled in public and or government-run schools. It's amazing. It's public beautiful. schools I are government-run schools. There are you know 2 million less children in those schools. And why? Let's think about why. And I mean, and there's many reasons. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, not wanting to send your kids to school with a bulletproof backpack, right? That's a big deal. I mean, these school shootings are out of control. On that note, I told my kid because they saw something on TikTok about how they can get a pretty much a plate carrier in their backpack to protect them. My daughter asked me about it. I'm like, so I'm a gun nut. I'm like this. All right. Um, make sure you have a thick textbook in your bag at all times. She goes, what? I'm like, That'll definitely stop a bullet better than any fucking right. plate carrier. Plate right. carrier, one hit, it cracks, and it's damaged. That book, that math book she hates so much, it can take at least five, six rounds of 9 mil and 40. Nice. 
Nice. But like, think about it though. Like these parents are yanking their kids out of school. That's a big reason, but also parents are sick of the indoctrination. They want their kids to be educated. Now, what do you mean by the indoctrination? Some, some people might ask, why, why did they mention indoctrination all the time? Well, folks, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. They're teaching (laughs) your, your, your kid to be lazy. They're teaching your kid that they should be guilty of nothing that they've done. Um, see what else american Appa- history yeah, yeah. to be Let's ashamed about of the american past history. at all times to be ashamed of the past so the teachers are pretty much uh plungers bringing up old shit and they're shoving it down the kid's throat that's what we're all tired of uh they're not giving any child a fair shot of growth and i mean and this is why kids are are why parents are yanking their kids out of school in droves is because they're tired of the Marxist bullshit that they're getting in the government-run schools. And it's sad. And there's certain states like Arizona right now. Arizona's doing something very cool. Um, people need to pay attention to what's going on in Arizona right now. Um, they're doing a, a system where uh, the, the, the government gives the schools $7,000 per child, and now the parents are able to get their hands on their that money to put their kid in any type of educational system they choose, which I think is amazing. Now there, I can understand a lot of the backlash from this, from certain parents, because it's a little different and it's a little scary. Um, But pay attention to what's going on right now, because that is something that could, could really work if done properly. So that's please pay attention to Arizona and their school of choice. The ones that are scared are terrified because those are the ones who are fighting school of choice. And folks, if you follow the bouncing ball, it's been on one side of the political spectrum. Yes. I know I'm beating a dead horse as I'm filling in my calendar with smiley faces right here to pass the time. Um, Folks, Look at what's ruining America. Divisiveness. Not wanting to feel you're empowered. You, as the citizen, you, as the listener of this show, you have powers, and you're afraid to use them. You're afraid to stand on your own, too. It's okay. It's okay. We were all there once, but we're not there anymore. But we want to bring you along. We need we need to have this national divorce. We need to break free of the chains. We need a national divorce. We need to break free of the chains of the federal government. I mean, they shouldn't be in your schools at all. There there's nothing wrong with parents and teachers and students sitting down and figure out figuring out a curriculum to educate children. We don't I need really, government in, interference on that stuff. This is I where I really hate you know, quoting a Republican but if you hear I'm from the government and I'm here to help, you should be terrified. You really should. Sorry, Reagan. The go- no, no, the Reagan, government's bro. never here to help. They're here to help themselves. That's one thing they are here to help is themselves and their friends. They are not here to help us. We need to break free of these chains. But let's move forward because you all know what? We got to stop this shit. We haven't even talked about Biden's speech really yet. We oh, no, brought we, it up a we, couple we, times. No, we, we did. It was it was. It was nightmarish. Um, I'm I'm gonna call Darth Sidious and see if he, you know, if he's following from Star Wars. I mean, that was very scary. Um, I, I'm gonna talk about something positive. Bring it real quick to end the bring show it. on positivity. Let's bring now it. Now everybody knows I have 
now <laughs> five pit bull puppies. I was able to give one away to my neighbor. His name was Anakin. Name got changed to Percy. He's a happy camper. Uh, we celebrated one of my dogs who passed away yesterday. It was his 11th birthday. We celebrated with a bunch of pup cups, and we took two pup cups next door. I saw that on your socials. That was cool. Man. Yeah, yeah, That's it was awesome. cool. Um, the reason why I still have these puppies. Now, I made a date for a shelter. Now, it's crazy, man. It's it's hard to kind of kick, uh, you know, put dogs to shelters right now because they're overpopulated. They're not uh, staffed enough. So they're having issues with taking them. So I had to make a date almost a month in advance. And during that time, I have beyond bonded with them. And I found it in my heart not to take them to a shelter and to continue the fight of finding these dogs homes because for how much love and joy they give me, it would break my heart absolutely if it did not segue to another loving family's house. Um, because they, I believe they, they should go to a loving home immediately. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Every dog deserves a loving home. And, and if the ass pain of picking up all this dog shit now, now I have them running all over my, both my yards. I just say, quit being lazy, pick up the dog shit. Just, just keep moving. Keep these dogs do keep me mo moving. So. That's a lot to deal I, with. I got really to take personal laziness and kick it out the door, which, you know, honestly, overall, folks, we all should. But I'm making the effort to still find these dogs homes. Um, I would never want them to be sad, crying. Like, I've seen too many not ASPCA, but no, I've like too many Sarah McLaughlin commercials. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try to stay away from that. But. Uh, I did read a, uh, an article that there was a dog in a shelter for over 10 years till it found its home. It yeah, made it on the Detroit news. And that is what made pretty much put in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, shelters. I'm not so sure about it right now because I would hate for any one of these. These are all great pits. They're all, I mean, I know pit bulls are demonized, but they'll only lick your face off because they love you so much. And they've been, loved and cared for since birth i mean my wife she helped my dog give birth to him so my wife's super duper attached to these so i think the little thing i could do is make sure that my wife's happy where they go um and so, a dog shelter ain't it so listen up y'all bubba the mouth has some puppies available and uh we'll put yep, some pictures have, up on I social have, media i have two puppies uh how that they're are not going, puppy however, puppies no more though how old are they now Nine months. Nine, okay. now nine months. Because now we're in September. They were born the first week of January. Okay. Uh, the crazy thing is we're keeping two guaranteed. That's Kylo and Betty. Those are the guaranteed ones we're keeping. My wife and I keep rotating of who out of the last three we're keeping. I mean, we got two girls and oh, a boy. Oh, we hear them now. <laughs> yeah, you can hear them now. One, is, one looks like a spotted cow. That's Missy. I call her Psycho because the way how she loves, she just all in your face going, going like that. That's my pit. Dude. Uh, She's all then there's, in your then there's Mimi, who is – she likes to, like, crawl on the ground, especially when you're petting her. Aww. Like She'll just, like – she'll, like, stretch okay. all the way out and she'll go like this. And then there's Houdini, which he just reminds me of an old distinguished man with his little style of how like his it. beard I like is. It. And, and he's just, like, a little lovey, too. So 
yeah, wow, I just got really emotional thinking about these dogs because of, you know, where they could be and where they are. So I'm really happy I made that choice of bypassing that. But, folks, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, these dogs on the pages, see if y'all want one. They're free 99, literally, giving them away. Uh, just just the price is love. You got to give them love. That, that's it. That's awesome. And, and I'm going to help you uh, find homes for these dogs as well. Um, it's got to happen. We're big dog lovers on this show. Uh, both of my dogs Huge are rescues. Dog. Um, let's let's get these dogs adopted, find them homes, and uh, and loving homes at that. Like if you if you if you think you're gonna adopt these dogs and do malicious things with them, um, me and Bubba will find you and beat your ass. Let's just put it that oh, way. So yeah. like these these dogs are gonna find loving oh, homes, yeah. and that's just the way it is. Now let's end the show with some kick out the jams, motherfuckers. Kick out the jams, motherfuckers! Led, we had legends, hip-hop legends in town this weekend. Huge shout-out to Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang baby. Clan, now, that hey, y'all. Wu-Tang. Listen, presidents only last four to eight years, but Wu-Tang is forever. Forever. Now, Wu-Tang Clan, I'm, I'm kind of bummed I missed that show. It's just, uh, you know, I had to work and blah, blah, blah. You know, li- life is busy, but man. I had my anniversary. Couldn't get tickets. You couldn't get tickets? They were sold out, huh? No, I have this thing called a new home and bills to pay, and I have to plan accordingly. Yeah, them bills, they always, you know, cock block us one way or the other. But, uh, yeah, man. Our block us, whatever. Wu-Tang, man. <laughs> I remember one of the servers, she goes, I got tickets for my friend for fucking Wu-Tang. I was like, I'll buy them. She goes, well, they're already his, and I don't want to go. It's so old. I'm sitting there going, cool. Yeah, Give me I'll go. Give me a <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was like, hey, hello. But also Wu-Tang this weekend. Clan ain't to fuck with. That's right. That's right, man. And and seriously, like cash rules, everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But no, like Wu-Tang was a big deal for me in high school. I mean, oh my God, that was kind of, you know, they were big in the 90s. And, I, you know, I was graduating high school in the 90s. So you can rest assured that Wu-Tang was bumping in one of my many vehicles that I had, you know, yeah. back then. And I was a huge old Dirty Bastard fan. You have no idea, man. Oh, the Shimmy, Brooklyn shimmy, Zoo. y'all, shippy, shippy. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that song? Oh, my God. He Give was a trip. so I could take it away. ODB, <laughs> ODB, man. He was ridiculous. He was so ridiculous. His lyrics were out of control, too. He was so funny. But he would go and go and go and go. Look who all came out of Wu-Tang, though. Not just him. I mean, we had Method Man, Red Man, Ghostface. Method Man's solo album, Takao. Holy shit, was phenomenal. I think Method Man should be in the top 10 of all time hip-hop rappers. Coming from me, in my opinion. I think that's great. But you know what else happened Raekwon, this weekend, Ghost brother? Ghostface Killer, Capadon, Master Killer. Yep, yep, yep. Chizza, Rizza, Rizza. That's right, man. There was only 900 Wu-Tang Clan members. I mean, no big deal. <laughs> no, but they had a great um, thing. They had a great thing. And they're, they're and st- if you folks are new to Wu-Tang, if you actually go to uh, uh, Hulu, there's uh, the Wu-Tang Saga. Uh, it's, a, it's actually like a, it's fictional-ish, but based on true story. Uh, TV show. It's got two seasons. Uh, great act. There's great acting in it. Great storyline, and it's a slow one too because it goes from how they started out. Oh, nice! And they have yet. They have yet. They they ended the second season with uh, their first big show, 
uh, to get noticed. And then I'm waiting on season three. It's it's bothering me. Like, hurry the fuck up with the saga, man. I haven't I'm caught that yet. I have to check that out. Hip-hop and kung fu. Come on, dude. You can't go wrong. Dude. No, I'm just kidding. That You got to be careful doing that stuff. That might be considered racist. Trust me, we're not racist at all. But How would that... How would that be racist? I don't know when you go, I don't know. You got to, everybody's so, no, you know what I mean? If you're, look, 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 if if it doesn't fly, let it, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. All right, man. That's right. And if you got something to say about about what we're saying, then come on and give us some shit about it. Look, 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 I don't respond to the comment section anyway. Every once in a while I will, but Hey, you know what else happened this weekend before we go was the, uh, Tribute show to Taylor Hawkins in London. Yes. With the Foo Fighters and many, many, many other special guests. Wow. Now, I haven't quite quite caught the show yet. I've seen some tidbits. Me and Mrs. Buds are actually going to marathon it today. But uh, anyhow, um, dude, uh, you know, Taylor Hawkins passed away. God, a few months back now. And they were doing a, a tribute show for him. But the names they got out there. I mean, we're talking Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson from Rush. Travis Barker. Um, Wolfgang Van Halen got on stage, which killed it during his set. I actually saw that part. Uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, is uh, he's got a, a band called Mammoth, right? And they're doing their thing right now. And he plays bass usually. But, dude, he got on stage with the Foos and played some fucking uh, Van Halen song because Taylor Hawkins was a huge Van Halen fan, right? Huge. And most people are. I mean, they, they're a great, great band. Great American rock band. By the way, let me just throw this out there. I fucked up during the Shane Hazel interview and called uh, Led Zeppelin an American rock band. I know better. Everybody who knows me would know that I know better than that. They're from England for crying out loud. But I got to own up to that. My bad. It just kind of came out. But uh, How many edibles did you do for Shane? No edibles for Shane. I'm not doing that ever again before shows. <laughs> never, never, never will I because that's the way too I know. No, no, not a pussy. Like, I need to put some good shit out there, man. Not space cadet. But no. So he goes out there and plays guitar. Wolfgang Van, Wolfgang Van Halen went out there and played guitar. And Dave Grohl played the bass during this. And they played some Van Halen songs. They did have for teacher and shit. Dude. Wolfgang Van Halen shreds on that guitar just like his daddy did, man. I mean, talk about cool and talk about also like, you know, just goosebumps, you know, and they're, 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 they're putting, you know, legacies out there and stuff like that. That was very cool. And, and I love music so much and partly because of live music, because here's the thing, man, when you go to these shows and you see these people perform, Everybody is on the same level. Everyone is united. Politics don't matter. Religion doesn't matter. Your job status doesn't matter. Nothing matters except that moment when you're all singing the songs together, you know, or holding your lighters up in the air, your phones or whatever the fuck it may be, dude. That is the phone is the new lighter. Dude, there's the hair of my arm standing up again. You know what I'm saying? Like unity is our thing, dude. Like this is what this show is about. And so, you know, we, I love music so much because it brings unity to people where nothing else matters except that moment. And we need to have more moments like this, you know, not only because of rock shows in general or whatever, we need to have more unity as a society. 
it's disgusting the divide and conquer they are playing with us. It really is. It's hard to watch. It's hard to stomach. I see right through it. Most don't. Um, if you're listening to this show, you probably see right through it. Or maybe you're looking for something different. But one thing I will always preach is unity. And we will never get it with the people in charge that are there at this moment. We, we have to have a national divorce. It's time. You guys, I promise you. Get rid of the elephants. Get rid of the asses. Let's get some new ideas. Let's get some younger people in there for fuck's sake, man. Why do we need these dinosaurs out there, you know? Let's unify. Let's 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 take the power back. The power is ours. You are the power. Bubba's the power. I am the power. Let's unite and I end got this the power. shit. Seriously though. I got the power. Remember that song in the 90s? That should be our war cry, really. My kids actually like it. That's they dope, that dude. Song. That's so dope. But but you know, y'all, like that's that's what it's all about, is is actually just unifying and making things better instead of hating your fucking neighbor for being a MAGA person or for being a Bidenite or whatever it may be. Or a libtard or whatever the fuck they've been using. Whatever like all these fucking terms, dude. Stop Quit hating your neighbors. That dumb shit about Stop it, hating folks. your family members. Let's unite. The time is now. Unity is what's going. Unity, peace, and love are what is going to move us forward. Because no matter what these politicians say, whether it comes from the left or the right, you know, their ideas are faith and love. Are they? They're preaching faith and love. I should say they're preaching faith and love to each other. But everything's rooted in hate that they do. Look at Biden's speech. That was rooted in hate. He was creating division by saying these MAGA people are awful and domestic terrorists or whatever. You shouldn't be scared of your neighbors like that. I promise you. I know of plenty of people who are Trumpers that don't give a fuck if you're a Democrat or not, dude. They're just Trumpers, man. So for for people like that to label you as some sort of terrorist or whatever is stoking the or, or not stoking they're they're adding to the flames of hate we gotta end this shit they're both hateful both sides are hateful they want you to hate the other side i'm not gonna hate anybody it takes too much fucking energy unless you give me a reason to hate you i'm not going to hate you you know what i'm saying like let's end this shit right now bubba take us out of here man what do you have to say to that be good to each other that's, that's all right. i'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the division. I'm tired of the fighting. Folks, let's get back to whatever the fuck normal was when we could actually have conversations with each other, completely different political views. How about this? I challenge you folks, whole week, stop talking politics. One week, that's it. I feel like after midterm season, we should all turn off the TV. Let's do that. How about this? Midterm season, I will turn this fucking show into a fantasy football talk. We could do that. I mean, seriously, let's... Let's after after this uh, political shit show gets out of the way with midterms. Let's just do some more shit. Let's turn off the TV for a while, and we can talk about any other things. And in the meantime, be good to each other. Love your neighbors. Love yourselves. And uh, much love, y'all. Till next time.